can you be living in a home that's dysfunctional and not actually be aware? Hello, and thank you for joining me, Philippa Richard, on the Enriching Design podcast, talking about how design can make homes and cities better for people and better for the planet. You'd think that if your home was not functioning properly, that you'd be aware of that. But one thing I was kind of amazed by when I was watching the Love It and List It TV series was how often you were getting two people, one of whom was so fed up with their home that they wanted to move, the other one not only believed that the home could be their ideal home, but largely speaking, didn't even seem to understand why the other person was having an issue. As far as they were concerned, the home was actually fine the way it was. I've decided what it comes down to is that although those people are in the same home, they're not actually experiencing it in the same way. They're not living the same life within that space. And I think what it comes down to is looking at the activities that go on in your home and which rooms people tend to be in. And then realizing that for some people, for what they're doing and for which rooms they're using, it's all absolutely fine. And for other people, it's just not working. So what makes a home dysfunctional? And could you just walk into a space and know whether it's dysfunctional? Well, I don't think so. Because you first of all, you have to understand what that home is trying to achieve. Who lives there? and what kind of lifestyle they're living. What do they actually need from that home? And I remember this being the case for one of my early clients. In fact, she even did a little drawing for me of what it felt like being in her kitchen. And she said she felt as though she was there and she needed headphones on so that she could quietly work away whilst There was all this stuff going on around her. There was a family with four children, four teenagers. So they'd be having discussions or arguments. Somebody would be coming trying to set the table. Her husband might be there going, shall we get some wine? What are we, you know? And she said the whole thing, she just felt as though she just wanted to be in her own little world and it be quiet and calm around her. One of the most common problems you see is actually to do with the kitchen. This seems to be the space that people are most often dissatisfied with. And for somebody who lives in the home but doesn't do the cooking, they just go into wherever the dining area is or even eating off their trays in front of the TV. They don't do the cooking. The experience is probably okay because to them, they're living in a kind of having like a restaurant experience. They just rock up at dinner time and the food gets put in front of them. Maybe they help with clearing up afterwards, but largely speaking, they're not spending very much time in the kitchen trying to prepare the food. 
On the other hand, for the person who is cooking, this can be a nightmare. And the two most likely scenarios is that either there, it's a bit like me and, and my house as it was originally, where the kitchen functions, but it's dark and maybe it's dingy and you kind of feel shut off. It's not a space that has other people in it doing stuff. Now for the person who's doing the cooking, can actually feel quite cut off and lonely from everybody else in the household. Now, the other extreme problem you might see is when the kitchen is almost the main living space of the home, but it's actually not big enough. So kind of everything is trying to happen in this space. You've got somebody trying to cook at the same time as you've got people maybe trying to get the dinner table ready and you've got other people trying to do homework maybe you've got somebody sitting watching tv you've maybe got laundry going on because for some reason they always seem to want to put washing machines and laundries in kitchens and so the place is is kind of chaos so clearly your experience of the home is actually going to be very different according to the types of activities that you normally do and how what spaces you're doing it in and how those spaces work for you. And this can be why one person thinks the home is absolutely fine and to the other it's completely dysfunctional. So if any of that sounds familiar to you and you're kind of in the position of these people on Love It or List It, where actually to you, you feel as though you're struggling. And maybe the rest of the people you live with are just not getting it. It's probably worth actually trying to explain to them in those terms that their experience of the place is not the same as yours because they're not doing the same things. Or heck, even try and make them do the same things for a week. And see if suddenly they start having the same issues that you're having. Now, there is an exercise I could give you to help you be aware of where your home is dysfunctional. But I don't want to do that just yet until I've given you some ideas as to how you can improve your home. Well, thank you for joining in. You were just listening to the Enriching Design podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and be sure to head over to digonhome.com and join the email list and our Facebook group for updates and personal offers.